One, two, one, two. To clap. Yeah, I'm ready. Yep. All right, ready? Three, two, one. I'll, yeah, I'll sync it up. I'll figure it out. I did before. (laughs) (laughs) She'll she'll be right. Yeah, well, I'll figure it out. I always do. Let's just hope I don't fuck up the first six minutes like I did the other, like the first podcast. (laughs) Did you ever listen to the start of it? Yeah, Yeah. It was just your little disclaimer. No, it wasn't that. I'll send you what the original like 10 minutes was. Cause it oh, was, yeah, no, I didn't hear the original. After, like, I heard the aftermath. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. It was brutal. I got brutalized. I would have I would have loved, I would love to hear the original. I'll send it to you later. It, it won't <laughs> go public ever again because what I said, as I said in the intro of episode one, wasn't my smartest. So thank you to that... Whoever that person was that sent me that message, I'm not giving you any entitlement and or glory. Glory. Yeah, exactly. For anything. But uh, welcome <clears> to <throat> No Filter Episode 2. I'm your host, Nick Halliday. Today I've got with me some musicians that do music at Red Square and hopefully they end up pretty big. I've got Max. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? And I've got Tom. How are you? Not too bad, thank you. So first question off the bat, um, I'm going to get let you boys introduce yourself. So we'll do Max, then Tom, and then we'll jump straight into it. So Maxi, give us a little introduction about yourself. So as Nick said, I'm Max. I've been playing music since kindergarten, so I'm 18 now. Um, been in various groups at school, but my passion has always been music, recording, engineering, songs, and just basically just trying to produce the the best thing I can ever do because it's what I want to do in my life. Um, yeah, I have my own band at the moment, which is going all right. Uh, it's going good, but Tom and I, were going to be famous. Yeah, damn right. Yeah, damn right. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I'm... Oh, go on. No, no that's it. <laughs> that's it? That's it. <laughs> all right, um, I'm, my name is Tom McGlynn. I'm a musician which just means I'm unemployed and I play music for fun. And I, uh, I play uh, guitar, drums, piano, and I do a bit of singing and a few other things. But um, yeah, like Max said, I'm, I'm also in a band. I play, uh, I'm the lead singer and rhythm guitarist in a band called The News Agency, which is going pretty good at the moment, but the coronavirus is kind of stuffing all of that up for all musicians, really. But um, mm. yeah, so Max and I have just been working on uh, my solo stuff for the moment that I'm planning on releasing and then we'll do a bit of a role reversal and we'll work on some of Max's stuff. That's, I didn't know that about either of you. So like that's pretty good information for me. But um, since going on coronavirus, how do you think both of you coronavirus has affected the music industry and new people coming into the business and like just with, they were just starting to pick up and like as I know you boys that are like a red square and like doing music at like pubs and stuff. Do you think that it has, that this has had a major effect on that? Oh, a hundred percent without a doubt. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, it's given a lot of, it's taken away a lot of opportunities. Like you said, for uh, Max and myself playing at bars and pubs and stuff like that, that was kind of, I, that was my main income and stuff like that. So at the moment, that's not there anymore, obviously. Um, so it does take away from a lot of things like that. And 
the same with the band that was not really um, doing it for income but just doing it for fun but if there's no venues allowed to open then there's obviously nowhere for anyone to play also with the quarantine we can't even be in uh, large groups anymore so it becomes, kind of makes it hard for a band but in saying that mm-hmm. it's opened up a lot of opportunities for people like myself and Max to do our own solo stuff that we can record at really good quality just from our own bedrooms mm-hmm. over things like Zoom and House Party and stuff like that so I think for in terms of playing and live stuff like that it's definitely screwed a lot of people over but for people who are also doing their demos trying to you know send them into labels and things like that like myself and like Max that's uh it's actually given us a bit of an opportunity to focus on that and put a lot of time and effort into that but yeah yeah I've Tom basically took all the words out of my mouth performing and just playing in front of people has got to be probably the best feeling in the world mm-hmm. um with yeah because my band we've had two cancelled gigs one was for the bushfires and the other one was for quarantine uh my band's called left lane by the way but um yeah like i have a job like i work behind the bar sometimes but red square was my main source of income and now that's gone but it's just the energy for it was just awesome. It's like this little bar that we just loved playing at, both Tom and myself, because we'd get all our friends in. All our friends would come in, and it just they'd have the time of their lives. Yeah, but in saying that... Sorry, continue. Yeah. Uh, But in saying that, I do want to... I stay really hopeful for this whole quarantine situation because it does give myself, Tom, and many, many other musicians out there just the opportunity to really write some good songs. We've got the time here. We've all got our little home studios or just like little setups. It's Mm. the perfect time just to sit down, write some good music, and then it's just ready to just be out there. Yeah. Yeah. For those who are not from the Wollongong area, Red Square is probably the most underrated pub in Wollongong. It's probably one of like, it's, Whenever I was there, it wasn't full, but it was such a good vibe with the music going on. It was always live. The drinks are semi-cheap, which is probably good for anyone that wants to go kick on there. So if you ever come down to Wollongong, go to Red Square. These boys will be playing there. Say hello. Say, saw them on the podcast. And yeah, give them, give them the love and support they deserve for their music. And hopefully they end up bigger than Sticky Fingers, who are... Honestly, my favorite band. <laughs> so, um, another question. I feel like we're just going to keep bouncing questions off. But for both of you, <coughs> when the when the coronavirus ends and we're allowed to go back, do you feel that your your position at pubs and well, of course, Red Square will be threatened for those? Who are who are just like they just found their love for music and playing? Do you feel like you guys are under threat more from this quarantine, and do you feel like there'll be more people wanting to play at gigs, and that your time in the spotlight will be you'll be fighting against your time in the spotlight at let's say pubs and stuff after this all ends? Uh, I'm yeah, I definitely get what you're saying. I think um, for Max and myself, especially with Red Square, we've got a really good relationship with the owners and all the staff there, just because we've been playing there for so long. And um, we ended up it was usually it was just going to be one-off gigs every now and then, and 
Max and I ended up getting put on a regular basis, basically week to week. Um, just cause I guess we were consistent with our music, I'd like to think. And, um, we were consistently able to bring in, um, enough of a crowd to kind of just keep the bar sell moving. Yeah. Sell drinks for sure. Cause like you said, it is a small bar, small pub type of thing. And it isn't always full, but, um, the live music definitely helps pull people into that, whether it's myself, Max, or just anybody really. But, um, I definitely get what you're saying. Cause there, there are a lot of people who have a lot of spare time on their hands. They're trying to find new hobbies and things like that. And without a doubt, there's going to be some people who come out of this with, you know, boatloads of talent musically and otherwise just because they've had all this spare time, time to work on it. So there is a bit, I'm not too worried about it. I'm, I'm like hopeful that everything will be fine. But um, yeah, there definitely is that kind of risk there, I, I suppose. Mm. Do you feel the same, yeah. Max? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, of course, there are going to be a bunch of new musicians coming out. And I love seeing just new people, seeing what they've got to offer. But yeah, I agree with Tom. We both have a really good relationship with the owner and the staff to basically to the point where we just walk in, say hello to everyone, have a bit of a joke around, get on to play. Everyone has a good time. Uh, I don't think any of us have had any problems or just any disagreements with anyone um, yeah, so yeah, and we're bringing in customers, we're bringing in people, and we're putting on, like, I'm on a Wednesday, Tom's on a Friday or Saturday, mm. and we're just bringing people in. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like businesses will be affected, have been affected hugely over the coronavirus, and when the pubs and stuff eventually do open, do you think clubs and pubs will be underprepared or do you think they will be prepared for when everyone starts to go back out? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on uh, what type of pub and what type of club it is. I think a, a, like a bar like Red Square. Um, I mean, I've heard a few people say that, you know, they're not too, uh, they're not feeling too good about the likelihood of Red Square being to reopen. I think everything will be fine. I don't really know why it wouldn't. Um, I do, obviously, I can see all the problems it might have um, just because, like you were saying, it is a small bar and they are, they're really just going week to week. But, yeah. I mean, I think that uh, Michael Bolt, the owner, real smart dude, so I think he's going to have that all so, uh, sorted out. And I think uh, for pubs and clubs, I reckon when they get the date and it's all set, when things are allowed to reopen, I think they'll be more than prepared for everything to go back to the to the way it was because um, they had it down pat the first time. I'm, I'm sure they'll have it down the second. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, the place that I work at, it's called the Cabbage Tree Hotel. The owners there, um, my bosses, they will be prepared up to the maximum because they would want to make sure because she is... Both of them are very, very smart in terms of accumulating this many people. All right, we've got to bring this many people in at this time. I need this, this, and this. I need this many staff on, and she'll put on extras. Mm. So they'll be, they'll be completely fine. Yeah. Well, I feel like with the whole coronavirus going on, I think everyone is wishing that that week when the pubs and clubs do reopen, that it's a national holiday for everyone, because I don't think... God, people would be so. honestly awake or go to bed even because everyone's going to be that excited what 
Which club will you be first at when it reopens? Is what oh. I want to know. Where will oh. you be when you when where, where will you be? For well, I can tell first you. Beer, either first beer with the mates or first vodka raspberry for some of us boys out there who like a little oh. bit of flavour in their life. Oh no! Where will that? Where will um, they just drink be? I will be at the beaches the the second it opens be. without a doubt. Yeah, I will probably be at beaches. Probably not drinking because oh, I'll that's, most likely that drive That thing's a local bloody treasure. I don't yeah. know what I'd do without but, it. Or I'll be at my own work because I get discounted mm. things. So, yeah. Actually, I'll I'd, I'd probably I be going never to Red go Square because they got some real yeah. good drinks there. Yeah, but the place I will definitely not be going to is Crown. I don't like Crown. I will not be Oh, going. yeah. Not going there. Do you reckon? Do you reckon the no. reason why Crown gets a bad rap is because they're just there's just wankers there, like just a bunch of people that are just the biggest dickheads? Yeah, I Possibly. I yard back that. I think it's a kind of a toxic masculinity type thing. I'm not too too mm. fond of that. I've been to plenty of schools and I've met plenty of people like that, and I'm not a not a big fan so if i can steer clear of places like that i'll definitely do my best to do so yeah and, and uh, both yeah. tom and i especially my and especially myself we're not people who listen to that type of music when you go upstairs it's all the hip-hop r&b i don't have an mm. ounce of that of that stuff on my playlist i don't listen to that stuff at all i would rather go to somewhere where doof music i can't stand it yeah that <laughs> i i would like to go to like a house music like doof doof music because i like that that's just what gets you moving it's just i just can't do rap and mm. like what you were saying tom that group of people at school crown is just everyone from those groups yeah. together it's like all the worst parts have just congregated at friggin mr crown <laughs> sucks will you be yeah. going to the harp though yeah i'll be at the harp doing karaoke yeah, without a doubt i'll do yeah. some karaoke if you ever if you ever down i mean you'll probably do it with us karaoke yeah, I'll do it with you. 100%. Shout out to the No Filter podcast. Do it on stage. Maybe get a few thousand, get a few views up there. But uh, yeah, 100%. I reckon the first place I'm going to be is the tennis club, which is across the road from me. Like I can see it out my window right now. Very good place, yeah. highly underrated. But you get most of the, you get my college there, which is where I am. I'll be there. Get the party dust. Maybe go. What's that other place that did the phone party? Oh, oh. Um, grand. Grand, that's yeah. all right. It's got a good vibe to it. Um, probably won't they redid it. North First Gong it was really will go bad. crazy. North Gong is oh. going to go off when everything goes oh, back. Oh yeah. I don't think I'm I'll going go to, to stay tasks, clear though. of North Gong for a few weeks. I might go to Task. I'm not. I'm not a big fan. I just don't like clubbing. Yeah. I'm not a big clubbing guy. I've mm. I've really never enjoyed it all that much. Yeah, I feel like that's what um Harp does well. It's like you can go yeah. outside, you can do the karaoke, you can go downstairs. It's like you got yeah. four areas pretty much. You got the long corridor, which is the smoking area. You got, I don't know, what's that other part called? Because you got the karaoke, you got the uh, other side. Yeah. Well, there's it's like the, the underground the one. That, that's like the doof. That's like the doof room. That's got like all the yeah, proper the bass, underground. Um, yeah. bass speakers. The underground. Yeah, the underground like is pretty good. R and B downstairs section. Yeah, I don't mind the underground because you pick up, and that's the only reason why I go downstairs. <laughs> Unless it's a few people 
that it, we will not say on the podcast because I don't give them any satisfaction. But you know who you are. Comment me. I dare you. See what happens. <laughs> but um, Tom, I was told by someone to ask you about your cocaine addiction. Oh, where the fuck did this? Um, who? So no, come on. Who said it? Tell us. <laughs> It was uh, my good friend Liam. He asked me to uh, ask you about <laughs> it. Oh, what a dick. On the podcast. So, <laughs> Liam, if you're what listening, um, he's going to fucking kill you. So, enjoy your... Yeah, I got a crippling stuff, cocaine which... addiction. You'll kill him after Can't we Can't go anywhere without it. What a dick. Is that oh, true? Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I can, I can happily say that is a false statement. I've never tried that in my life, and I don't plan on doing it soon. What a dick. Oh... Uh. <laughs> he he texted me like five minutes before I jumped on and he goes ask Tom about his cocaine addiction but give, give him no warning about it and I was like alright I will wow so, yeah um, you got me man yeah. nice dick yeah. <laughs> please spike his drink when we go out <laughs> god no <laughs> was it we, Liam's not the one to on, really drink no, uh, yeah, that's true. I'll spike his um sprite. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, fuck. Speaking of uh, addictions, I think I've got a drinking problem. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like every every person that's either eighteen, nineteen, twenty, living in Wollongong or even in isolation has picked up a problem and clearly my borderline alcohol, alcohol addiction. A, I think I am a. I'm an alcoholic. Sorry, mum, if you ever listen to this. How are you? Hope you're doing fine. But I yeah, think my parents already know. I think it runs in the family for me. I don't know. I'm the odd one out when it comes to alcohol. I will just drink. Like, my parents will just... Like, they'll have... They'll be responsible. I, I'm not saying I'm not responsible, but... It's like, yeah, I'll have, I'll have a little bit more... <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you drunk, Max. Oh, God, you don't well, want to. <laughs> what, what, what's bad about that? I think, no, it's not I actually just, bad. It's, it's no, really no, no, funny, no, I'm, actually. I just, basically, my it's energy really level spikes funny. from one to a thousand. I've, like, been out with you, like, for my birth, like, the night before my birthday and of my birthday, we went out, but you, you weren't drinking at beaches when I was with Jet. No. You didn't drink then, and then the night of my birthday, I don't think I saw you with a drink in your hand. No, because, yeah, well, I worked out that over, like, ex- past experiences, that it's a lot cheaper to drive. And yeah. if it means just me staying sober, that is totally fine. I mm. have learnt to have fun while I'm sober, but put me in a house yeah. with that I'm sleeping at, put me at a beach. Yes, I will, I will go crazy. Were you but, there? Yeah, McGlynn's got all the stories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to see it with my own eyes. I think McGlynn's... Actually, a few, McGlynn's nights, s- a few nights ago, I got pretty, pretty drunk and I started texting like my top five friends on Snapchat just pictures of oh, just no. Star Wars. Oh, all and... the Star Wars memes. Oh, my God. <laughs> All I, I got Tom's the whole seen night. Pretty fucked. Like the first. Oh, I've seen you shit faced. The first. Oh yeah, because we we finished like half of Jet's bottle of Grey Goose. 
We didn't even ask. Yeah. We just opened it. No, because we were like, because I was. Oh, really that was I think mayhem. I had about ten beers. I had about ten beers. In the yeah, because you did the beer hour. bong as well. No, I didn't touch the beer bong. We made the beer bong. Didn't you? Oh, that's right. Yeah, no. Shaq did it. I think I've got a video of you doing the beer bong. Oh, jeez. Me, I didn't do the beer bong. Oh, it's someone. Someone. Maybe oh, I did. I'll I don't think later. I did. But yeah, that was like, I was completely off the rails, and then. We opened up, I think it was either you or me that opened up a cupboard and we saw the bottle of Grey Goose and we just looked at each other and we're like, let's do shots. And then Jet's dad comes out and we're like, ah, oh, fuck, we're going to get in trouble here. He's like, yeah, all right, let's do shots. And we're like, all right. I think we did like three <laughs> Yeah, he shots. was doing it with us. That was the weirdest night. What? Oh, it was the Foo Fighters cover band, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Was it? Beaches. Yes. Yeah. Beaches. So good. That. So good. Because me best cover band ever. Four a.m. We got home at four a.m. Oh yeah. I remember I was there that night too. I was also driving. That night was mental. Like, odd. I had some weird experience because that was the same night that the guy got speared in the leg. Remember that? At Mr. Crown. Yeah. Yeah. He like impaled his knee on the fence. Yeah. That. Yeah. That was fucked. That was dumb. I got the photo of it on my phone. Yeah, that's it's a pretty gory photo. Yeah, I love how the cops smiling in the photo though. That's pretty funny. Yeah, it's uh the cops because that guy "Uh apparently he got he got kicked out four times and he somehow got back in and he was getting chased out by the sackies and he's gone to jump over the fence and his knees just gone straight through the top of the pole. Treat you right, really. Yeah, not wrong. Yeah. That was that was one of the craziest nights of like the first ever night I went out in Wollongong was then, and that was like November and like we got home at four a.m. and I was like fuck me like yeah that was a crazy big night because we went crown task crown task crown task and I was like Jet chill the fuck out can we just stay in one yeah. place I don't know how he does it I can't I don't have the stamina to. I don't, I don't want to club in general, but especially with him. I have nothing against Jet, but I can't club with him because he's too too into it. Like, he, he knows exactly where he's going. He's got that shit on lock, and he knows who's yeah. going to be there, when they're going to be there. I can't keep up. That's too much. And the funny, I'll just go to one place, and I'll stick to it. And the yeah. funny thing about him is he never checks his phone. So I'm like, how the fuck do you know all these people are going to be shit. here? And he's like, oh, yeah, trust me. Well, like... Fun fact, he didn't... And then they're there. Oh, well, he had a phone for, like... I met him in year eight, and he had a phone. He just never answered it. And it used to be, like, the running joke that there was no point ever calling Jet. We used to just show up at his house in a big group because there was no point in calling him because he wasn't going to answer. And we'd just show up, and then he could decide on the spot whether we were going for a surf or a skate or whatever it might be. And now it's legit become a thing. Yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. It used, to become a week, it used to become a weekly thing for me. I would now he's got a really just, good phone and he just doesn't use it. Yeah. yeah. I would have my own band rehearsals on Wednesday, which is pretty much almost around the corner from Jet. Then I would just go straight to his house. Either talk or have dinner at his house and then come home. Yeah. I just wish nah, you like a bit closer to Wollongong because it's like you either get the train in that takes what ten minutes. It's not far, mm. but it's like he's got a good house for praise. 
Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, he's got, yeah. But, yeah, noth- but yeah, nothing against him. He is such a welcoming home and a welcoming family. Oh, yeah. yeah 100%. 100%, without a he's doubt. He's, like, the nicest like, guy I know. He just, when yeah. he gets yeah. on the piss, or even when he's not on the piss, when he's just going out, he's, like, bouncing off the walls, and it's like, what drugs do I have to take to get to your level? <laughs> like, I wish doctors would be like, this is the drug that gets Jet going. And I'm like, I'll take four. <laughs> It's insane how yeah. quickly that kid goes from like zero to a hundred. Mm. Maybe it's just like during the day it's built up and then or like over a is. few days just built up and he's just preparing himself for that night. I think it is. <sighs> but on the downside, you do get some pretty dicky people, which I have encountered and it's pretty funny. Not going to lie. <laughs> you get those dickheads yeah you get you get a couple I've got a couple I'm not going to give them the satisfaction of their names you know who you are yeah what's the point what you did <laughs> it was wrong you know what you said so please grow up <laughs> just yeah. grow up like we're in a society now where if you act like a two year old or like if you act like a twelve year old people are just going to be like Fuck off! I've had enough. I'm gonna just move on from you. Because <clears throat> mm. like that's what I hate. Like when people just act it just for the fact that they could get a, get a kick out of it. So it's like just stop. Like mm. you're not better than anyone else. You're we're ba- we're all humans. So like back up. But yeah. Uh, what else? What else is there to talk about? Music. Let's keep talking about music. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about music. Let's... You guys... All right. Um, Favourite band at the moment for both of you? Oh. Let's just do... I'll just run off some quick fire questions and then we'll try and... Go lightning talk. round. We'll do lightning round lightning and round we'll for a get bit. deep into the conversation. All right. Um, Favourite band for both of you? Foo Fighters, Fur Tom, without a doubt. Oh, my God. They're the best. Without yeah. a doubt. Tammy Parlour for me. Damn. Love, love Tammy Parlour. Um, worst gig experience. Oh, Us nearly playing broke my hand. Or <laughs> like for like both of you playing. Playing or playing. Uh, oh, Max, you got one. I can't think of one. I broke two strings. Um, it was an Emin Rice. I went to Emin Rice High School, and I was in a jazz band in front of the Lord Mayor at the Wollongong Hall. Snapped two strings, and you could hear it in my amp. Oh, basically yeah. there's this there's this venue in Wollongong called the Foundry it's the up level of the Illawarra Leagues Club and mm. that place has a curse on me every time I play there I snap a string doesn't matter what guitar I, just, I snap a string I think mine would have been I'd say probably our first gig our first gig was actually really fun and actually Max's band um, played with us at that gig as well but um, we yeah, were playing and we got to some point in our set and we just jumped straight into it and we were all out of time and my guitar was completely out of tune and I didn't realise till right at the end and it was the shittest song we've ever done and we scrapped it straight away. It was fucking horrible. Oh, fuck, that would have sucked. <laughs> that sucked that so opener? bad. Yes. No, the opener was... A, oh, opener oh. gig... But um, it was it would have been our third or fourth song, 
and it sucked so bad and then everyone started to kind of leave and we got kind of lucky and brought it back with the last two but yeah it was not a good experience yeah we've definitely we yeah we played a gig at the Shahaven festival music festival and our opening song was just horrible we're like okay we are never playing that again i I got a good one i just remembered i didn't even know what i was playing (laughs) if i'm gonna be completely honest like I we had like, a gig okay, just... at um sorry, yeah, yeah, we had a we had a gig at um Wombara uh bowling club. The yeah, whatever it is. The I uh, don't know. Um and we had a gig the night before and that was like a three headed day. We had a gig on like every night for the uh weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And this was the Sunday and we'd already played two gigs. I'd completely lost my voice and like just by screaming out and whatever. And I left my gear with my bass player. And, or at least I thought I did from the night before. And we got to the gig the next day and everyone's gear was there but mine. So I didn't have an amp, a guitar or my voice. And Jack, our bass player, had to sing the songs but he didn't know the words to the songs. So we played like half a set and then I turned around and was just like, cut it, we're done, finish it. Because it was so bad. I ended up borrowing um, my friend Max Ottaway's guitar and amp for the thing. And I was like, this is shit. We just need to stop. So about, we got to like the last two songs and Jack didn't know the words for him. And they were probably our two best songs. He knew the words for one of them, but not for the other. And I was like, we should just cut our losses at the moment. And that was it. That was mm. not fun. Um... Another question. Most overrated band of all time. Oh. Max, you want to this, take this, this one? This is like... Oh, damn it. Um, I don't know. I've never really thought about that. Like... I don't know. Man. I don't I don't want to say something and I'll just have like a bunch of people just start texting me. Oh, this, this and this. Um, <laughs> no, remember... Talk shit all you want. It's an open... Yeah, it's no an open filter. Podcast. I mean, the first... No the first the first band that came to my head was Blur. <laughs> Blur. Oh, fair Blur. call. Oh, shit. I got one. Blur I'm going to piss off some people now. Yeah, Oasis. And I, Not a big fan. Yeah, I thought Oasis too. I thought Oasis was... Not a, a big fan. Good. I'm going to so cop some shit for that, but... No, so you're not a fan. But their song Wonderwall is pretty good, but you just don't like the oh, fact God. that they've only got... It's a good I like, song, but it's I like, overplayed. Yeah, it's, it's a good overplayed. song, but it's overplayed. And it's it's to the point now where it becomes, like at Red Square, the chant. I, I purposely didn't yeah. learn how to play Wonderwall just so I didn't have to play it. And every night you'd get some drunk assholes who would come in and just chant Wonderwall at you. And like, I don't mind Oasis, but I think that the Gallagher's... I mean, I'm sure they're great guys. Not really. They sound like assholes, but... <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really rate them. They, uh, they talk a big game, and I don't think they really follow through with it yeah. all that much. All right. See, my holy shit! If we different. get famous, this is going to be an issue. <laughs> <laughs> my my gotta, views a little bit different. You got to get famous um, first. <laughs> yeah, not wrong. I like, I like Oasis. Like, I do think they are really overrated. But mm. my favorite song by them is "Don't Look Back in Anger." I oh, yeah. I know that one and I and I learnt Wonderwall years and years ago and I just had it in the memory just in case people shouted it for Red Square. 
Um, I've seen Noel because I went and saw you two and Noel supported. Noel was good. Um, mm. He was really funny, like talking to the crowd. And uh, But Liam, I love Liam. I love his music. His solo stuff is really good. And his new album, well, mm. I think one of his latest ones, uh, Why Me, Why Not, is really good. Yeah. I just like his I'm, Don't get me wrong. I'm a, I'm a big fan of their separate stuff. And their music's really good. I really enjoy it. But their personalities do kind of ruin it for me sometimes. I think uh, they get a bit too... Um, oh, their ego's just through the roof. And it's, it is yeah. well-deserved. I mean, they are massive they they were massive as oasis but um i think there's a lot of new musicians around nowadays and they are i think they're just a bit pissed off that these younger kids and you know young adults are stealing their thunder a bit yeah um you know the band the killers oh i love yeah of course do you reckon mr brightside is an overrated song oh yeah 100 yes Yes. Yep. Okay. It's a good Played song. Don't get me wrong, but I do think song. it's overrated. It's, it's like one of those songs where it's like you listen to it and it's like this is a good song, but you just yeah. It's like everyone's like, oh yeah, it's such a good song. It's such a good song. And it's like it's a good song, but I wouldn't say it's the best song. Yeah, and say look, it's like, a song I'll to probably... hear once when you're partying, but then that's it. Yeah. yeah. Look, I'll, pro- I'll probably get shit for saying this as well, but there's like people like obviously the Killers. Their biggest song is obviously um. Mr. Brightside, and that's not surprising mm-hmm. at all. But you get bands like Foo Fighters and Chili Peppers, and because their songs aren't always like uh, party music songs and stuff like that, I think that kind mm-hmm. of saves their music from becoming that type of overrated song. Like, you never hear yeah. The Pretender or Everlong at a party, and you don't hear Under the Bridge or Can't Stop or whatever. And I think I mean, that, at our parties, that makes yes. a massive difference. Oh, yeah, at our parties, you'll hear it all the time. Yeah, at my 18th, but, I had all those songs. Yeah, but I think, I think because those songs are used just for people to listen to on their way to work or listen to at one of their, like, that band's gigs, I think yeah. when a song gets played at a party and it becomes that party song, like Wonderwall, like Mr. Brightside, I think that kind of degrades the song a bit. It takes away some of its value. It, yeah. For me, it takes away the magic. When you go and see that band live and you hear that song, if... if it's that song. I went, and saw, I went and saw the Foo Fighters and when they played Pretender, I was over the moon. Like, that was the song mm. they played. And I was like, oh my God, it's Pretender. But if I went and saw The Killers and heard Mr. Brightside, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to have to hear this again. Yeah. Because I've you just reckon... heard it so many yeah. times. Yeah. Mm. That's why I'm kind of glad, like, the my favourite band, which is Sticky Fingers, you never really hear their songs in the club. Yeah, well, that that's kind of... I think that's due to a little bit of controversy after yeah. everything that happened with them. I think... Because Triple J blacklisted them for a bit. I think they might be off the list now. But um, I think, in, in a way, as much, because I don't really want to get into too many details about what it was, but um, I think that the situation was handled quite poorly by Sticky Fingers and yeah. when they, they had the chance to handle it well, they kind of doubled down with the boys will be boys thing. Um, yeah. I don't have anything against them because I don't know the full story. No one does except for the people in the band. So it's not for me to not for me to judge. But um, I think due to the controversy and things like that, their listening's been restricted to mainly fans. Yeah, which is kind of shit because... Yeah, 
to me, they're really talented. Most, they're very talented. Yeah, they're extremely yeah. talented guys, and as a band, they're really good. And like I, I genuinely, sorry, generally say that I'm not a big Sticky Fingers fan, and that's because I don't listen to them that much. But I'm not yeah. going to turn off their songs if it comes on because they do sound pretty good. It's just yeah. unfortunate that what happened happened, and um, mm. could have been handled a bit better. I think. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like a life lesson, really. If you. Get, oh, if you get doubt. put in a situation and you fuck it up and then you kind of realise, you get given the opportunity to be like, okay, I have the cho- chance to make a very good second impression or I can handle it very poorly and make a few comments. I feel like for them as a band, yeah, they're going to still make music, yeah, they're still going to be popular, but I feel like they're not going to reach their fullest potential of what they could have oh, if they would have dealt with that situation poorly. I don't know the full yeah, situation. Yeah, you, you got to own it. Know. Yeah, yeah I, I'm not... Yes, that's why I'm not kind of commenting on it because I know bits and pieces, but not the whole thing. But um, yeah, yeah when when it's a mistake as large as that one uh, like apparently is, you, you got to own it. Mm. You do. Because you can't back your way out of that, especially when, you know, the whole country is up your ass about it because, yeah. you know, it, you, you have to own it. Mm. That's... Yeah, it's a fair point. Like you gotta own it. You gotta you gotta man up. Like I know. Yeah, without you a doubt. Man up to it. But yeah. Mm. But I'm I'm actually very. Yeah, I don't. Keen. Oh yeah, keep going, Maxi. Sorry. Nah, it's all good. I don't listen to Sticky Fingers, so I have no idea what this controversy is. I don't. Yeah. I don't have any of their music. Mm. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll just hear them the odd time. Like my brother's a big fan of them. So yeah. I'll just hear him the odd time when he's got music on, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I was, I was looking forward this year to like, I was really excited to see like, okay, what new bands or like what, like what good music were we going to listen to this year? Like I was so excited to mm. like hear new artists and up and coming artists, like finally release good, very like music that was just different to what everyone else was producing. Yeah, for sure. And then I feel like with all this time with Corona, I feel like once it's over, we're going to be hearing some very shit music, but we're going to hear some very... I feel like this year will be a good and a bad year for music, I reckon. Yeah, 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 without a doubt. Yeah, as I was saying earlier, like, yes, there could be some bad music that comes out. But yeah. I'm very hopeful that there will be artists that just try and push, like try and break out of their square, basically thinking outside the square. Uh, especially what kind of Tom and I are doing. Like we have, we we came up with a plan. Like we found out, okay, what do people listen to? What bands sound like? We want to sound completely different. We want to mm-hmm. find out, and I think, I think we have found what we want to sound like. And yeah, without a doubt. What type of music we want to write? Because at the end of the day, a musician and anyone wants to write something original, and they just want to be known. And if you write something that's exactly the same what five or six other pe- bands, like well-known bands, yeah. are doing in our region, you're not going to go that far. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That, I was I was so, going to say it's yeah. a little bit off topic to the question, but um, or the statement. Sorry, but uh. Yeah, the music industry is a very difficult thing to break into and also just to be a part of. Like, I can only speak um, f- 
for my situation at the moment because I'm not a part of the industry, but I'm a part of the, or a, a version of it, I suppose. But um, the yeah, like Max was saying, uh, where you as as musicians and as especially solo performers and bands, I suppose you do have to find your unique uh, sound because you can only get so far by playing like your favorite band or trying to do stuff like your favorite band because y- your favorite band's already done it and they, yeah. they've already done it so much better than you will. So you have mm. to find your own thing. But in saying that, there's, um, there's things like uh, when, when I was making, Max and I have made this song. I, I wrote this song called Floating Away and Max has uh, mixed and mastered it for me and added in some synth and drums and stuff. Um, and when I was making it, I was initially going to make it as just like a little lo-fi song just to make and put it out there. But there were so many little things that I picked up that I could do to make it my own song, to differentiate my music from every other artist, or as much as I could at least. Um, so as, as much as I say, like I'm a massive Foo Fighters fan, that's not all I listen to, which is definitely debatable, but... I do listen to um a lot of John Mayer and Frank Ocean and um you know Tyler the Creator stuff like that and that actually does have quite a large influence because they are such they're very diverse um musicians they're all completely different from one another so mm. being able to kind of find certain influences from each artist and use them to my advantage and um stuff like that that works really well when you're doing your own music because when when you're this age and when you're making music unless you've been doing it for you know a good 10 years like max has but you don't have your signature sound yet and even if you were to have your own signature sound because you're not uh you know front uh, center stage of glastonbury or reading leads no one's gonna care unless you can go to a label or go to some form of management with your really unique things that a manager or management or label will be able to I suppose profit off, but as as much as it is a business, they are also going to help you in the long run. It's very difficult to um try and get yourself the whole way to be the headliner at Glastonbury, grooving even like stuff like that. If you're completely independent, it, like I can only speak from my own experiences, but it would be very difficult to reach those levels of highs without having a label and stuff like that behind you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, I know this isn't about music, but it's about the music industry. There's been a lot of rappers, and I know you guys are not really... Like rappers these days, there's more and more dying from overdosing, drugs, gang-related. Do you think the music industry has had... Like, when you join the music industry, do you think artists and like bands just get their they just become so overwhelmed with everything that they go to drugs they go to drinking and for african-american rappers they're either in a gang when they start music or they join a gang do you think that's had a negative impact on like oh i don't know how to phrase the question but do you think the music industry is doing a poor doing it poorly with like like looking like after the artists. Yeah, looking after the artists and like the abuse of yeah. drugs and alcohol that's coming into them day in, day out. Because being an artist, of course, isn't the easiest job in the world because you'll lose your voice. 
So do you think that artists, yeah. are, artists are abusing those type of drugs? Like, for example, Demi Lovato and black tie heroin. Like, you would never expect that. Mm. But yeah, I feel of like course. with the weight of music on, on them, they're like, I've got to go for something that gives me that buzz so I can keep going. So yeah. do you think the music industry oh, is yeah, without a doubt. job? With that? I think, yeah, without a doubt. I think the... The music industry, like you were saying, it, it it's a business. People, you know, who are in the management and stuff like that, it, it's a business and they, they are looking to make their profit. And that's not to say that they don't love the music and they don't want to um, help the artists, but there is only so much they can do and sometimes there's only so much that they're aware of. Um, so, but then, you know, you do get people like Kurt Cobain would be a great example and obviously, there's always controversy about whether he took his own life or whether it was Courtney Love and whatever it might be. But, the you know, there's plenty of stories about um, Kurt Cobain and the way that he abused drugs. And that was because he couldn't uh, cope. He, like, he had a mental illness and he was struggling a lot with that. And I think that having or being in the music industry at such a high level and like I was saying before I'm not at that level so I don't have that pressure on me I'd like to be at that level and hopefully it will happen one day but um I I think that when a musician or just anybody really uh that's in the limelight that much in the spotlight they're they're under the pump and they have to they they got to show up and be their best person their the best version of themselves every time they step in front of a camera in front of a crowd because as soon as they're not that's how they are for the rest of their career because one bad review one bad report whatever it is can ruin all that for someone so mm. i think people do turn to things like drugs and i i can happily say i've never done drugs in my life i i don't need them i don't need them to uh keep going cuz yeah. I think I think especially given the fact that my life dream is to be a massive musician. I want to be the biggest musician that I can possibly be. But if you go into something like that with the mindset that well these drugs and pills will just help you get your way through, uh, it's just going to double down and do the exact opposite. But I think like people uh people like Demi Lovato and and Kurt Cobain and um a bunch of others yeah, they 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 weren't well looked after um, in the industry, and I think that because of all these pressures on people to deliver, and it's also the fact like some of the, like depending on whose music it is, it can mean a lot to some people. Like you know, you see the people at festivals and they're holding up the signs like "Your music saved my life" and stuff like that. I can only imagine like if I was to see that, you feel a big responsibility to follow through and be the best version of yourself so that you can continue helping these people even if it's indirectly so yeah. i think people do drugs to try and cope with that responsibility mm. but yeah I, I don't think they're looked after the uh the best or to the extent that they should be does that scare you a little bit yeah yeah without a doubt i mean i i've um yeah look i I've never done drugs for countless reasons. That's just, number one, it doesn't appeal to me if I f feel like, and this might not be a view that's shared by everyone, but um, if you need drugs to have fun, then you're not living your life right. You know, you should yeah. be able to live your life naturally and happily. And that's not to say that I'm the happiest guy on earth because God knows I'm not. But um, 
I think if you need yeah. drugs and things to cope with that, then that's def you definitely going about it the wrong way. I, and I mean that yeah. as a, a illegal drugs. I mean if like antidepressants and things are a different story, but um, yeah, it does scare me because I know, you know, I've lost um, some friends in my life, and you you do feel like you have that responsibility to do as much as you possibly can to help out. Um, so I can only imagine that that pressure would be heightened when you're in the spotlight that much. So yeah, it does scare me. Max, do you have any opinions on it? Uh, yeah. Um, I completely agree with everything that Tom said. Like I share the same dream. I want to be the biggest musician of the world. Um, just to have, basically, I want to control a crowd. I want to just, I want to just, when I, basically when I die, I just want to make sure that I have impacted one person. I want to have hmm. helped one person in a way that they'll remember me for, if it's through my music, just through me being there as a person, but hopefully through music. Um, but going on with the whole drugs thing, I agree with Tom's views on that, but it's also a personal choice. Like, it was hmm. Demi Lovato's choice. She could have said no to all this and could have just worked on herself and becoming maybe if her mental state wasn't that right. She could work on trying to like become like a better person, try and heal herself. I don't think the drugs were were needed because yeah, and that's her choice. Uh, yeah, Tommy yeah, pretty much took every word I was gonna say. Yeah. But, uh, an example I was gonna use is Taylor Hawkins. He yeah. um he, he it was similar to Drama Kurt, for the Foo like, Fighters. Yeah, the drummer for the Foo Fighters, he, it got just too much for him. So he started yeah. taking heroin, cocaine, any overdose, and it looked like he was going to die. And there's a brilliant Foo Fighters movie out there. It's a documentary mm. just about Back the story forth. of them. Yeah, it's called Back and Forth. It's awesome. Really? And Dave just talks about it, and he said he sat by Taylor when he was in a coma and thought he was going to die because this is what drugs do to people. This is what drugs do to your family and friends around you. Hmm. So at yeah. the end of the day, it is your personal choice whether you want to venture down that road because in the end, it is a, it is a struggle to get back out. Hmm. Yeah. Actually, the, the other thing that, that is, I will add is that yeah. it's... Oh, sorry, go on. Yeah, I was going to say that is not a road that I don't think either of us really want to go down. Oh, no, I would no, rather no. have the best yeah. time of my life sober or just enjoying it without the extra mm. added things. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I yeah, I was just going to add um I don't I don't think that there there's a every time this or well, not every time but a lot of the time in the news when people like Demi Lovato and Taylor Hawkins and uh whoever else it might be they do overdose or they do get um found out because they're abusing alcohol or drugs or whatever it is a lot of the comments you tend to see if they're not supportive it's people calling uh the celebrities selfish and and i yeah. I, I don't i completely disagree with that i think that's not to say that in every scenario it's not selfish but i i think that it's not your right to tell someone that they abuse drugs or that they took their own life for their own selfish reasons that's such a bullshit argument and it really pisses me off because 
that that person is clearly going through quite a lot and they really need the the help all the help they can get and i think it gets brushed over a lot when they're at this height of fame because people just assume they're immortal you know you mm. you have this massive stature and people just assume like yeah they're immortal they're going to live forever their their name's going to live on for as long as time exists and that's not the case and people you know these celebrities do have their own lives outside of the limelight these celebrities do have families to go home to and stuff like that they have more worries than just the people standing in the crowd waving their hands around and yeah. I, I don't think people always recognize that as much as they should so yeah i just thought i'd add that in yeah i also feel that like <clears throat> the music industry it's trying to keep everything that's going on that the public don't see under so much rap and so they oh, don't 100%. want people speak they don't want people speaking out they don't want people to make songs about what's going on in their life like post malone one of his songs um i fall apart you can clearly you can clearly tell on that song he's going through a lot yeah without a like, doubt you know, yeah. and you can there have been photos and videos of how he's looking on stage and i've yeah, seen them and, and basically it's it's basically broken my heart just to see him looking like that like yeah. something is going on but there yeah, so far it gone. looks like he's just under a lot of pressure by either from the comp- the producers the touring company or even just the label saying you got to do this this and this and it looks like he's not getting yeah. a break from any of it yeah mm. i agree with that yeah. this is kind of like yeah I feel like if you are out there and you are in the music industry and you are listening to this podcast, just remember, the fans are there for you. The fans want to listen to your music. The fans will 100% back you up. No matter if whatever you're going through, they will support you. If you want to take a break like what Ed Sheeran did, he took a 12-month break. Yeah. And when he came back, he was like top of the charts for like forever. It felt like kicked up yeah he came up with i think it was multiply which became one of the biggest albums of that year it was like take a break like if you got to take a break you got to take a break everyone needs a break once in a while yeah without a doubt everyone needs everyone needs to relax and get away from what's going on in front of them so i feel like yeah if you are post malone and you are struggling take a break doesn't hurt anyone the fans will miss you, but it won't hurt to take a break. Yeah, they'll that. still be there when and you And they'll completely back. understand. They'll still be there when you come back. Yeah. They'll 100% still be there when they when you come back. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's probably the most scariest thing for me is seeing a music artist that you've loved forever just fall down the rabbit hole of drugs and alcohol and you're just like, well, fuck, what happened? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it's you horrible because you person. you think that you know them too. Like they feel like yeah. a like a best friend, a part of your life. You know, yeah. you have that um, indirect contact with them, and it's it's a it's a pretty special thing to have a favorite musician and whatever somebody to look up to, somebody to aspire to. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And speaking of that, I've got Kevin Parker, my favorite artist, Tammy Parler. I've got his poster of him up above my bed. I've got him as like my wallpaper on my desktop and I've got his record just behind me. Yeah. He, how he talks, yes, he's done the drugs. Yes, he's written songs on drugs. 
like there's a story, there's allegedly, he's been asked, allegedly, um, he got high on mushrooms and buried all his arias. Um, <laughs> and he wrote a song by, he doesn't, to write his new album, he wanted to step outside his comfort zone. So he got, I think he got high and went in public because he doesn't like that. He got high, went in public, wrote a song about it. But if I were to see him spiral down inches into like a state where he's never going to come back again, I would probably break down because I consider him like, I listen to him every day. I watch the same interview of him all the time because it's just so inspirational the way that he talks mm. about collaborating with people. And I take whatever he says, I take that, apply to my own life and I use it when I work with Tom because the attitude that mm. he has when he wants to collaborate with new people and when he writes his own music is just really inspirational to me and just his whole story of how he became as big as he is. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Do you reckon music in the movie industry should be given more credit? Like, let's say Star Wars. The music Ooh, yeah. in Star Wars is fucking amazing. Do you reckon it yeah. got given enough credit for what that the music did to those movies? Maybe not the last I think three it's... that came out, but like yeah. the originals and the prequels. Yeah, I definitely think... I think it depends on your point of view. If you're going to watch a movie for the sake of just sitting back and chilling out, then obviously it won't affect you that much. But if you are like a diehard Star Wars fan, those scores for like Darth Vader's um, score and just like any of the battle scores, you know, they're, they're really insane. And the movie wouldn't be anywhere near as good as they are without it. So yeah. I think they do they do get a lot of credit, but they're only given credit by the people who look into that and realize it they're not given you know that's the same thing for directors even like uh, a normal just movie goer isn't going to be like the director did an awesome job on that they're going to be looking and going like those actors did great or they did shit yeah because they're the people that you see first and that's the first thing you're going to realize so i think it does get enough credit um by people who do all the movie analysis analysis is it wow what it doesn't matter but um it does. It does get credit from those people, but I don't think it gets enough credit from just your average movie goer. But that's not surprising. Yeah. It kind of is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. See, if I were to name three of my favorite movie composers, three out of my four favorite composers, Hans Zimmer. He's quite mm. a well-known name. If you hear someone like Alan Silvestri, who the hell is that? Mm -hmm. When you delve into it, he created the goddamn Avengers theme. He mm. would he scored the first Captain count. America theme. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And going back to something like Star Wars or even now the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the music in that has just definitely... And it, it's just... It's shaped what those movies are because mm. music also brings out emotion. Like, if you listen to return the ending of return of the jedi when the ewoks are partying and they've, they've got that music that brings me that brings up tears in my eyes because it's just how music influences you or it's yeah. the simple theme of when luke looks out to the twin sons yes mm. that brings up mm. a lot of emotion because that brings up feeling and yeah look at marvel cinematic universe avengers endgame when captain america hands his shield to Falcon, Falcon, the music in there just yeah. gets me. It gets me every time because it yeah, brings back, sure. okay, it brings in the Captain America theme at the right point in time and it 
basically the music is its own character and if you really wanted to listen to the music even when you're watching the movie for the first time it can really change your opinion on how you perceive the movie because the actors the actors um <clears throat> you you see the actors right and that's only like 50% of the work of a movie the music is also mm-hmm. the other 50% which perceives which cuts you with the emotion and yeah. basically presents the tone of the movie yeah. if you look at one of the like uh, one of the greatest movies jaws that theme I think it was yeah. Spielberg who directed that. He mm-hmm. saw the film without the music and he wanted to cut the film. He wanted to cancel it immediately because he thought it's not scary. Hands it to, I think John Williams was the composer for Jaws who also did Star Wars and yeah. Indiana Jones, smattering of other themes. He, um, he created the, those two iconic notes for the Jaws theme. It gave bloody Steven Spielberg nightmares because of it. Yeah. So definitely. And I, I think, like, yeah. even, even like, when, uh, it, like, you look at the first Iron Man movie, for example, and they're not, like, a lot of that movie is original scores and things like that. But um, the first scene you ever see Tony Stark in, they're blaring um, ACDC. Black and black. ACDC. Yeah, back in black. And you know, yeah, and you know, like, oh, so this guy's, he's this guy. You know, they're yeah, not yeah. going to be blaring and the first um, shot of back him in black when you drink. see Peter Parker. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're not... They're not going to do that with, like, Peter Parker. They're not going to play these massive rock songs. But they'll play punk rock because he's a young kid and he's trying to rebel. And it's all these, like, little things that you'll notice just subconsciously that will make the character so much more than what the actor's doing. Yeah, and I feel like also for, like, the Avengers theme, if there wasn't that, you you wouldn't really... You would just watch the movie and be like, oh, yeah, that's pretty sick. But when you oh, hear that if it was just when, when, much they're, when they're all together, then when they're all together and you hear that theme picking up, picking up, picking up, you're like getting all hyped up. You're like fucking oath. Yeah, turn. exactly. Like you feel like you're there. And I think Star Wars, Jaws, and the Avengers all like there's so many like components of that movie in Star Wars and Avengers where if you hear a song, you know it's a certain character, and yeah. you can't you yeah, take this for example. You can't second yeah. end it really mm. yeah listen to the opening of the dark night you hear yes. the electric cello and it's just that one note that's just getting louder and it's going it's a up massive pitch. drone yeah you know that's the joker's thing yeah and you as soon as you hear that you think instantly the dark night okay yeah, joker's shit is about joker's to go dark. down this is horror yeah so yeah that that's the first introduction to his character you just hear that and every time that like when he says to, I think it's Rachel in the tower, telling him how he got the scars, that theme comes mm. again and it's making the audience actually really scared. Yeah, it comes deep. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to see the movie when it came out because my parents were like, you're going to get scared. <laughs> because of his performance, mm. that's one thing. And the music, that just gave it this really tense and just unsettling feeling. Yeah. But I feel like movies do that very well. They they put it at exactly the right moments to create intensity throughout the theaters and mm. in homes to either put fear or to get the person watching the movie like feel that they're a part of the movie. Yeah, like, derive like emotion. 
horror does it the best because it the music puts you on yeah. edge yeah it slowly creeps up on you and then when it stops you're like fuck what's gonna happen <laughs> mm. yeah like a prime example Remember I don't think you've seen yeah. the movie Heredity have you seen it? no no it's I don't venture like, into horror movies it's one yeah, of those God, movies no. where the music stops and your heart stops as well and you're like what am I looking for? and there's not there might not there, pro, there isn't anything there yeah, there's like nothing bumps, there yeah. it's just it's just to but there's no like there's one part of the movie where the music slowly creeps up and up and up and then it just stops when the character stops and he's looking around you're just waiting for that jump scare and then it's the next scene and you're like well that was like so much suspense and you're like if that music wasn't there you would be like you'll just be sitting there watching and be like oh he's just looking down a corridor Mm. Yeah, so, and yeah. some of the things and that I actually I remember yeah. doing it in music that we studied, and it was actually silence is one of the massive things in music that, like, silence can derive just as much emotion as the actual music itself. Because, like you were saying, when the music stops, that's when you start shitting yourself because you think something's gonna happen, and that, yeah. there's not even any music. That like that, that it does it so well. Know. Yeah. yeah, the creaking of the floorboards, the the creaking in the doors and stuff like that, and just the sound of the air in the room, like that stuff is what makes music more like, especially uh, theme music and stuff like that, so powerful. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Yeah. How long have we been? We've been gone for about an hour and ten minutes. <laughs> Time flies. Time flies when you're just speaking about music and yeah, not yeah, there's nothing else to do. But yeah, I feel like this is gonna be a pain to edit now. Three people. <laughs> yeah, not wrong. I was thinking about that. Thank God I don't have to do this stuff. That yeah. <laughs> Thank me when you're famous, buddy. Thank me when you're famous. Oh, I will do. This will oh, be on Thank you when Nardwa sure. comes up to us. <laughs> yeah, oh, you get I'm so keen for that. <laughs> somehow Nardwa will come to you Nick and he'll get that red cap that you're wearing and he'll just pull it out he'll be like, he'll be like do you remember do you the Stanford hat I'm like bitch what the fuck no that's yeah. like my yeah, goal so with this like, podcast I'm bro like, how did you I'm like I want I want to keep this going I want to see how long I can go I want to get some I want to just get fun. as many people on like it's fun you sit yeah. here even though we can't like I want to make it where I'm actually sitting in front of you it's a professional setup. yeah we can put up on a screen. We can put up photos. Like, you know the Joe Rogan podcast? Yeah. Nice. Or like some, I love something it. like that where it's like we're all standing, sitting in front of each other, probably not smoking weed because I don't really, I don't, I'm not a fan of weed. I hate weed. <laughs> like, do, like, I want to be like that. I want to try and make a career out of a podcast because I feel like at the age of 19, there's a lot, 18, 19, 20, there's so many people that can relate to kids like us and there's no one, there's no one doing podcasts like this. I yeah. feel like. No. There's no I don't know anyone yeah, I know what you mean. From, like, that's at uni, that just finished school, that's about to journey out into adulthood. It's all middle-aged men or women talking about fuck all and some of it's interesting, some of it's you want to shit in your hands and clap and listen to them. Like... <laughs> Yeah, you don't you don't want to listen to some guy t- like yes Joe Rogan talking to Robert Downey Jr. about the whole Marvel Cinematic and his role in Tropic Thunder. 
Because, like, yeah, it's interesting because yeah. they're famous people, but, like, you can't really relate to them unless you're... Yeah, exactly. As, unless you're him. So I feel like with this type of podcast and hopefully many more episodes to come... This is, like, the everyman podcast, yeah. Yeah, it's no filter. Yeah. You say what you say. People will get offended. And as I said in the beginning of my last podcast, I'm not sorry because it's a free world, freedom of speech. To be fairly honest, yeah, like, it's life. Yeah, definitely. Like if you in these s- yeah. days, yeah, in these days, you you can't say anything without offending someone. Yeah, you really can't. Which yeah. that's the whole point yeah. of the podcast. You can yeah, say the amount of shit want. I'm going to cop for that Oasis comment. My God. Exactly, but at the end of the day, it's I'm your regretting opinion. it. <laughs> it's your opinion. Everyone is yeah. entitled to their own opinion, but you yeah. just have people Ed. who are who, people who think they're above everyone else. Who thinks, okay, my opinion is mm, elite. the word, and mm, whatever you mm. say, I'm just gonna I'm gonna either shit on or I just will just annoy you and push my opinion on you. That's what That's I really what I, I don't mean, like yeah. people that push their opinions on you. I am a firm believer of believe what you choose to believe and yeah. find find things out for yourself because yeah. other people's views can sway you look i really don't like when people push their views on me because i want to find and discover this stuff for myself and form my own view on it it could yeah. be similar mm-hmm. it could be completely opposite but i want to have yeah, the personal freedom like you have had to go and find this out for yourself yeah Mm. and I feel like because like I if you don't know this about me if you never met me I went to a boarding school in North Sydney and you get a bunch of people that put in into your head and they try and drill it into your head that since you go to a private school in Sydney you are better than everyone else and I fucking hated Mm. that because you would go out clubbing when you were 18 and you would meet someone you would meet someone nice and you go you'd talk and if they're the same age you'd say oh what school do you go to and they say a school you've never heard of and you go oh yeah that like I've never heard of that school so and they're like oh yeah not many people know it's a public school and you get to know them and they're really nice and the minute they ask you what school do you go to and you say a private school they're putting you with every other fuckwit they categorize yeah, you because because they've been drilled into their head that every private school boy especially my school and Scott's they mm-hmm. drill into those head that they want you to be better than everyone else that's one of the reasons why I got out of Sydney is because all those Sydney universities and I just kicked over my trash can so fuck my life all those <laughs> Sydney universities are just full of people from the north side that are just the they just think they're better than everyone else and I feel like that's what's mm. wrong with society everyone's mm. categorised everyone's categorised and they and if you're in those categories your head is drilled with their opinions and then when those opinions are put into your head you start to think okay I actually agree with these so I might not like them but since I live in that area I have to go along with it yeah exactly so like yeah I went to a private high school and yeah like our school motto was basically I went to an all boys high school and yes it was Catholic and Yes, we had to dress a certain way and have everything nice and clean. But our school motto was just basically the ideal. They were creating responsible, just young men 
for society, not not to become these uptight people, which mm. I don't know why other people are thinking that, because that is definitely not true. I'm not yeah. this uptight person. I'm, I think I'm pretty laid back. But, mm. um, yeah, it's just, I wouldn't be the person who I am today. I wouldn't have the morals and values of a good person without that school. Because yeah, that school yeah, just taught me, that. okay. I agree with that. You gotta be, you just, you gotta respect people. You gotta do this. You gotta do that. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I yeah. Like I've been to a ton of school. I think like I've been to eight different schools or something like that. And that's not because I was having to move around. It's just because I never really found a place that I wanted to stay in. Um, and I went to um, Edmund Rice, the same school as Max, for like a year and a half. And that it just didn't it didn't work out for me. I I definitely agree with what Max is saying, and I completely understand it. Um, but there's there's definitely something about that all boys culture that's just not. It's just toxic, it, man. It's yeah, fucking it can get horrible. very toxic. Because it's, it was so much, and you yeah. you hear some of the things that people say, like, and it's so derogatory and just such like. You just look at some of those people and you just think, you're such a fuckwit. Like, why like Why no would you no act like that by choice? Yeah, yeah, why? like, why would you choose to act like that? And, like, everyone has their own life story. And for all I know, these people have been through hell and back and this is just how they've come out the other side. So it's not for me to judge. Um, and that I, the same could be said for me. You know, I used to be very laid back and um, much, you know, more happy and outgoing when I was younger and now I'm I'm a bit uh, you know I'm kind of goofy just by nature because that's just kind of how I grew up but I am very uptight and I I like having everything planned out and that's just because of things like at that school where I was going to school every day like I got I was getting thrown around on my second day at Evan Rice just because I know just guys figured that was what they wanted to do and like Go go for it. Be be a fuckwit. Cause at the end of the day, I mean they're they're not any better than anyone else, especially if they're doing that. You know they're yeah, they're really my not not good people. I'm looking at you. My experience at Evan Rice. What was that? Sorry. <laughs> I oh, me or Maxi. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nick. I said um I'm talk I'm looking at you, the girls who made fun of me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't. I don't mean yeah. it was just dudes. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, girl, you girls. Know, sometimes, yeah, better. girls can like, be. Girls can be mean, right man. Now. I think. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not picking them out, but holy worse. shit, they can be mean, man. They they dig they to your core. Fucking nasty. They know They're more nasty. about yourself than you do, and they just fucking dig and they get to it. Yeah, oh, it's sucks. The thing, the thing about them is they they once they give you that gap. They give you like a small window, and if you hit that window perfectly, you nail them right on the forehead, and they go, and then they stop, because <laughs> they know you yeah. hit this sweet spot, and they don't go anymore. It's like yeah. it's perfect when it happens. You wait for the right moment, and then you and then you attack. It's like a jab. If you get the right jab, they're quiet, and they never come back for round two. But yeah. also, if they keep going, keep going, you don't bite because the minute you bite, they win. Yeah, hundred percent, and that goes yeah, for is, any, anyone. Is the I um, yeah. well, my experience at Edmund Rice was probably the opposite. My early years was the opposite than Tom. 
I was <laughs> probably the quietest kid you'll ever meet. I really didn't start actually like being myself, being really out there up until like year 10. Like I was only really myself around like my best friends at the time, but I really mm. started to like become my own person, stand up in front of people like around the year 10 mark because I was, I was getting like shit on by people mm. at my school and just the girls from our, the, the all girls school in Wollongong, they were just saying just shit about me. And I would just basically just shut down and just not talk to anyone. Yeah. And the thing, I'm mm. not, I'm not putting shit on any of the girls. Like, yeah. yes, a few of them were really rude and mean. I'm not putting shit. I just want to say I'm not putting shit on all girls. I do not hate girls. Yeah, uh, as same as me. <laughs> I just, I just want to say that. Okay, I do. I'm I don't hate not girls either. Saying, I don't hate girls. I'm not saying anything, but just the particular people who did, who started rumors, who were saying rumors, just it got to me bad um mm. and yeah it started to affect me mentally and just me socially and it i just cut myself off cut myself off from my old friend group i cut myself off from everyone um yeah and i was just for about a year i was just by myself um yeah yeah but like when people spread rumors then about me they never came to me and said oh oh is this true i heard this is this true I was yeah, listening to your yeah. first podcast, Nick, and you touched on this. And I think your mate Josh was saying, yeah, they'd come up and they'd ask him. People never asked me. Yeah. They never came up and they're like, mm. hey, is this true? People just immediately thought that was the truth with me and just left yeah. it at that. Yeah, you like, can't they never do came that. up and said it. You can't do that. So yeah. that was my, those were my junior years, year seven to 10 at Evan Rice. When I met. Yeah, I, I, I always get really Tom stressed about that stuff. And I reconnected with Jet. Yeah, when I reconnected with Tom, yeah, I, I really, get really stressed um, about that. That that stuff really gets gets to me. I, I'm always, I'm like I was saying, I'm much more uptight um, than I used to be, and I'm not happy about that. It really sucks because it's just so draining. But um, yeah, I, I'm always, I'm you know, I've thought the whole conversation through before I've even had it with someone, just so I know that I won't say the wrong thing because I don't want to offend anyone. I don't want to upset anyone. I don't want yeah. somebody to come back at me because I've done the wrong thing. Like, that stuff gets to me. I get I get worried about that because I don't I don't want to be the guy who's, you know, villainized for something he didn't do, you know? And that, that happens yeah. a lot in today's society. And it's not, you know, it goes oh, yeah. both ways. And I, it really stresses me out because I don't, I don't want people talking shit about me i i think i'm yeah. a pretty reasonable I guy it. i think i i think i do my best to be the best person i can be and that's not to say that i'm not a smart ass i am i'm a i'm a pain in the ass sometimes because when i've had enough i oh, make it very yet. clear yeah no thank you um <laughs> no when, when i've had enough no, I, I tend to make it very clear oh uh, yeah yeah see like it's just yeah uh, you, in today's society, you have to be so crystal clear on everything you say because everything can be twisted. And I'm lucky oh, I've yeah. never had an experience where that's happened to me. I, I pray to God it never does because that would just kill me inside. I've heard, Cause, I yeah, can, yeah I, I can relate to that experience. I had that experience today and I've had multiple experiences when 
you say something and the as I said in the intro of my first podcast, when the girl had a go at me for what I said about the my friends that I'm not going to talk about it because they'll, she'll probably shoot me. But we were talking about girls and she was like, you can't do that. It's basically like taking a photo of a girl and posting it. And I was like, well, it's not. Because people speak shit about people all the time. And you don't need the clearance to do that. Like, you don't need their permission. People just do it anyway. Mm. Yeah. It was like, I had an incident with... Have you... Yeah. It was like the incident I don't know. It it does go both ways, which is the problem. But like, yeah. It's It's an issue in today's society because when you're friends with a group... And it's always those few people that ruin it for the rest of us. And these two guys can back me up on this. There's an incident. There's an inc- incident, or there's oh fuck it, whatever. There's an incident here where <laughs> I was just talking and getting to know people in the group, and a few of the people didn't like me because I'm a jackass. Like I'm goofy. Like I've got no filter. Both these boys can back me up. I'll say whatever I want to say, and it's always a hundred percent the truth. Yep. Yeah. You'll know it's the you'll know it's the truth because that's how I am. I wasn't growing up like that, but if you tell me something and I know it's wrong and I know it's the truth, I will tell you it's the truth. I will be brutally honest with you. People hate it mm. and I don't care if you hate it, but you need the truth and these girls were having a go at me and one of them brought up mental health and I just was like you can't bring up mental health against me because I've been through it all so cut Mm, the bullshit it never happened and then I spoke to the girl that they said I gave the mental illness with and I was like hey are we all good and she was like yeah I'm like well fuck you can't just go around that yeah that that's one of the things that has gotten to me big time I like like you were saying you've you've had it a lot of people have and sometimes they don't even realize they have you know people just say that they're feeling sad and that actually can be more than that, more than what they're letting on. Yeah. And it's it's always gotten to me when I'm not like I I'm definitely I just want to make this clear right now, like just like Max was before. Um, I'm not talking about anyone in particular. I'm not saying this to because I don't like a certain group of people, whatever it might be. Um, I, so I I really don't want to offend anyone. I'm trying to really uh f- definitely filter what I'm saying, but um. I, it's always kind of gotten to me. You can, you can see some people and they pull that card on you and it's the, it's like, that's the be all, be all end all that, that thing. When people yeah. say like, you can't do this because I have this, like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not discrediting people that have it. If you have it, I'm sorry. You know, I, I really do hope the best for you, but, but you can't pull that on people because you don't actually know what they're going through either. Because what you're then yeah. saying to them could actually make a negative impact on their life. You, you like, yeah. And this is the problem I was about to say just before. There are a lot of double standards and you, you, you really can't win. Whatever you say is actually going to piss off someone. That comment might play really well with some and really not well with others. But that's just it's how it is. You, you know... If if somebody's tearing into you and you just sit there and take it, well then you're you know you're a pussy because you just sit sat there and took it and you didn't stick up for yourself. But then if you stick up mm. for yourself, you're a jackass because you stoop to their level. And th- there's yeah. really no there's no in between, and it's really hard to meet in the middle for that. And that's why 
I generally sit back and I'll and I'll take it if somebody's having a go at me for whatever it might be. Yeah. Just the dumbest shit that so half the time I don't even have anything to do with and they're just venting and somehow it becomes my fault. You know Yeah. That that's okay. I'm I'm completely okay with that. You can take out all your anger on me. Just yeah, because I'm not I'm not gonna give it back. I it's not I'm not gonna stoop to that yeah. level. There's a there's always a point though. Like with me Oh, without I'll a doubt. be silent. I will, I'll be silent. I won't say anything. I'll just sit there and cop it and probably laugh at you for being the idiot. But the minute you switch mm. me on, it goes from green to red. And the minute I see red, you know that if you push me, I'll probably kill you. Like my mates yeah. know it. My boarding school mates know it because they've seen it. Like they've seen me do it. They, they've seen the switch flick. My rugby mates know it, who I played rugby with. My rowing mates know it. Like, everyone, all my mates know it. If they... Mm. It's only happened twice. It's happened once here and once back in boarding school. The, if you flip my switch, just be prepared that there will be... It will hurt. I don't care if you're a guy or a yeah. girl. If you flip the switch, just remember that you've ticked me over from me being the nice guy who's trying to make sure that everything's okay to mm. your worst fucking nightmare and you will regret everything you said. Mm. So yeah, I, 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 I never, I never want to do that. I never want to do that yeah. to someone. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't feel okay with myself if I was to do that to someone because I know how it feels to have that done to you. Not not because yeah. I was picking on somebody and somebody's just flicked it on me, but you know, like just I guess a little story. When I was in uh, year year ten, um, I lost a good friend of mine, and you know that that shit rocks you to your core. That stuff really can change your total personality. You you're a different person after stuff like that happens. And yeah. like like you were saying, there is that point where you will flick the switch and you'll just snap. And that unfortunately happened to me and I was at school and I was listening to my music and I just wasn't in it because I didn't want to be. And the deputy principal, I didn't know it was a deputy principal, unfortunately it was, went and pulled the headphones out of my ear and I turned around and I just fucking yelled. And I was like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? Obviously, that was not the right thing to say. I don't regret saying it. Because it ended up fine. I, I explained why I acted the way I did and everything um, was fine. But I guess that's the, the thing. My point that I'm trying to get to is just be fucking nice to people. What's the point? It takes what are you going to, to nice. gain? It takes nothing exactly. To what, nice. what are you going to gain from being an asshole? Because all you're doing is making somebody else feel like shit. And for all you know, they, they're going to go home to a broken family or some massive issue that they've going on, got going on. And, and you could have just made that totally worse for them. Worse. You could have just made their life go from, okay, I can get through this to holy shit, I don't think I can make it through this. And that's or on it you. Can make them look, or it can make them look like the biggest idiot when... Yeah. Like, a situation that I happened, I gave them nothing. I just... I was just being normal... A kid said something to me and that switch went. And of course, the kid had to say something about his dad leaving him and me being the idiot, I reacted. I knew then and there what I said was mm. stupid, yes. But like, if you're going to say, if you're going to, like, if your dad leaves you, I'm so sorry. Like, 
I wish that upon no one. But mm. if you're having an argument with someone and you say, walk away like my dad did, you're a fucking idiot. Like, yeah. no offense you, you, to you. You got to stick to the issue at hand. You, you have to You see, should never bring something up like that. You should, that you is can't. personal, that's yeah. private. That's personal to you because I have both my parents. But if you say, walk away like my dad did, the easiest response for any guy or girl to say to rile you up, the person that said it, is, well, at least I have a dad. Because that will flick their switch and you'll get the reaction you wanted. Mm. So if you But then you're just as bad switch, as them. Exactly. But you look like the worst person because you said that, which mm. I don't understand. Yeah. You get the blame for what happened. Yeah, I do. Act, I you, I do understand act, it. Yeah. Yeah. If you act it's quiet, very, yeah. you look like it's a coward. It's very very complicated. Yeah. It's yeah, a very I, complicated. I don't want to get into it. If your dad or yeah. mom has left you and you're an only child with a single parent, I'm sorry that has happened to you. I hope mm. you have either a stepmom or a stepdad that is now in your life and is I don't want to say better for it, but that is a father figure or a mother figure to you. Yeah. Or you have that um, to someone. Yeah. McGlynn, and I'm sure you, you, Nick, would know, but all every one of my friends will know that I have never snapped. I If yeah. people say stuff, I will basically take it and deal with it by myself. I don't really talk to people. But nope. over the past six months, I have started, and Tom knows I have started to talk to people, mm. and it's mm. been bad been good but i have snapped once and that was here at home and it just didn't end well i think it was i think i was going to go see i was on my way to see gang abuse and something Mm. happened and i snapped and i don't like doing that because i ended up feeling bad um but yeah um, yeah. McGlynn, yeah, everyone, McGlynn, Liam, a bunch of people would know that I will just sit there and take it and deal with it by myself. Yeah, it's the, that's the same with me. I'm, I'm completely the same. I don't want to offend anyone. You can, that's what I was saying before. You can take it all out on me because I'm, I don't, it's not like I'm saying I'm not going to give it back because I'm a bigger person. I just don't, I don't want to hurt anyone. I don't, I fucking hate it. And that's been a problem in, in the past, you know, there's, especially with uh, relationships and things like that, that's a real, you know, if you want to stop talking to someone, for whatever reason it might be, and I've gone through this plenty of times, you're, you're going to be the bad guy coming out of it, and it sucks, and you don't have control over that because her friends, or his friends, depending on, you know, what you're going for, but in my case, her. Um, her friends are going to be up your ass about it because you're going to be the worst person in the fucking planet because you, you hurt their yeah. friend. And like, I, I yeah. never meant to and I, it's not, sorry, it's not that I never meant to um, because I didn't actually do anything wrong. Um, but, yeah. you know, en- ending a relationship or um, somebody, ending it with somebody that you're talking to, whatever it might be, that's, it's always going to be tough and, and feelings are going to be hurt unless the feeling is completely mutual which it's unlikely yeah. that it's going to be then people are going to yeah. get hurt and that's sometimes just the risk you've got to take and unfortunately 100%. it won't <laughs> and it won't end as well as you want it to but you know 
at least I, I'm content in my own mind knowing that I did everything. I tried my best to do everything to the best of my abilities. And if it didn't work out, it that's okay. It didn't work out. It's not for everyone. Um, yeah. But, you know, I you, you do get the people that will villainize you for it. And um, yeah. I, I don't hold anything against them because, you know, I've been through similar things and you do hold a grudge. or, or You don't always, but you do sometimes just unintentionally hold a grudge because you're you've been hurt by them but they you know they yeah they maybe they didn't have another choice you know that's just there's a lot of i guess my point is there's a lot of things you got to take into consideration before you lose your shit at somebody before you pick a fight with somebody the the easiest thing to say is fucking nothing just don't be a dick exactly what's the point what have you got to gain from it exactly it's like a bit yeah. of an ego like, boost, and yeah. if you if you're doing something for an ego boost, holy shit, then I, you got something wrong with you, seriously. Yeah, 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 yeah. I well, yeah. So I think that's my two cents. Hours worth of two cents. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, is everything that I've been with with a girl, it has always ended with me feeling like shit. Them mm. feeling like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna move on. But at the end of the yeah. day, it was me who take took the most hurt. It was me who fell in love with this one person, and the next day, it's just gone. Mm. Yeah, so kind of for sucks. just some apparent reason, she wasn't ready, or this particular person mm. just wasn't ready, and it broke me. Like it seriously broke me, and I'm still going through yeah. it. Yeah. Well, like yeah, I think I she she's that. fine about it, but yeah. Yeah, people take but that, yeah, everything differently. Like my ex. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna say this now. You know who you are. The people that know me know who you are. You are psychotic. You need to calm down. Like when you t- when because I'm I've got a mate that's good friends with her. When you when I found out that you threw the jumper that I gave you off the balcony at schoolies. How much of a low life do you have to get to do that? Even though I asked you for the jumper back multiple times. Like, mm. you got to be, like, please see someone and talk to them. Because it's not healthy and, like, yeah. I hope she's okay. Like, I will, I, will, I hate holding grudges against people. For like, the, like, if you ever knows me, I will always try and, be mates with them or get over the fact if you do hate me i'm like i'm sorry let's move on let's build a bridge and get over it but i feel like with my ex that's never going to happen because she's just going to keep holding that grudge against me for the rest of my life and i'm kind of like why though there's no point yeah like we're both i guess everyone's different yeah Mm -hmm. everyone's different Uh, yeah and like for all for all we all know like even yourself like there's there could be a lot going on behind closed doors that we'll just never know about. Yeah, I guess that's the that's the main thing to consider every, every single time is that you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. You might think you do, but you you don't. You never do. You never do. No, like I I've told people like Max and I've got a bunch of friends in um, Camden and Cronulla and stuff like that. I tell them a lot of stuff, but I I don't tell them everything. You know, there's some stuff that. You do just need to work out on your own and sometimes yeah, you do need 100%. to go and get professional help and stuff like that. But it is it is really good having people to talk to because you might not think it, yeah. but it, it will help in the long run. 
Yeah, really weird. Yeah, definitely. And I just want to say, the girl that I was talking about, I, I'm not putting shit on her absolutely all at all. I don't know if she'll listen to this or not, but... She um, might, you never I know. Still, yeah, I still care <laughs> for her, like, deeply, mm. but yeah. I am not, absolutely not putting shit on over her. Yes, what, yeah. Yeah. what she did, she hurt me, that's fine. But it was yeah. in a context that was totally understandable. We both didn't do anything wrong. It's just that mm. I had yeah. more of a falling out. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I think not, I'll just add like putting shit on her. I think yeah. I'll just add like a Adult. disclaimer for all three of us that you know we're not aiming this directly um, at people to offend them or to upset them. You know, this is just us saying uh, our piece, and I don't think any of us have everything. Yeah, I don't think any of us have said anything uh, that would offend anyone. I I could be t- if, completely wrong. I have no idea, but if we have I think, offended um, you, uh, I can at least yeah, yeah I. I can at least speak for myself and say that um, I I did I don't mean to offend anyone. I really uh, yeah. I do I do still like, care yeah. about all the people I've talked about. You know I don't uh, mm. yeah. I'll just yeah, leave I that. Yeah, like, like everything yeah. I've said tonight is from the heart, and even to this mm. guy, I just want to say like I still deeply care for her, but yeah, everything has just come from the heart, and I will say yeah. things that have come from the heart, and I just I won't yep. bullshit by putting up a wall and just saying yeah. what people want to hear i will say what's on my mind yeah, i don't do it all the time policy. in the like context this, of things yeah. sometimes yes this is like this is going to be the i'm going to say this because every episode is honest every episode will be and forever will be an honest show that's why it's called no filter to my ex i still think about you because i hope that you're doing okay please send me a message to know that you're still alive and haven't killed yourself because you were a big part of my year 12 and 11. Like, you're a big part of my life, like, right now, at the age of 19. To anyone that's watching this right now, if I have offended you, I'm sorry. But this is from Mm. what... This is my views. This is what my thinking is. This is Max, Tom, and anyone that else is on the show. This This is coming from the heart. So if I offended you, sucks to be you, kind of sorry, not really, because it's all from the heart. And I feel like this podcast, I feel like if people want to come on and talk about what's going on in their lives and get awareness to people, this is what it's for. And I think the boys that are on now are are in a comfortable place where they can just speak. We won't say, we will never say names unless... Of mm. course, we bring them up like Liam. We won't say, like, we might not say last yeah. Cocaine addict. Yep. Liam, you get mentioned again because you brought up the cocaine thing. That's pretty funny. Liam though. Dale, the cocaine addict. <laughs> <laughs> Liam Dale, but who like, dated Zara Baxby. Yeah, I will so bring up I'm someone's sure name for a joke. Yes. Liam Dale is that. a dealer. You should go and check that out. <laughs> Liam yeah. Dale is a virgin for anyone that's wondering. <laughs> But yes, that is if, true. if we say if we say a name that's a common name and we know you, it might not be about you. It might not it might, yeah, it might be about you, it might not be about you. But we if we will try and restrict saying their real names. That's the mistake I made in the first podcast which got deleted because we were talking about women and kind of objectifying them, which I'm s i will deeply say I'm sorry about that, didn't mean it. So yeah, 
this podcast is brought to you by my alcohol addiction. And I feel like we are at the hour 40 mark. So we've officially passed 100 minutes. And I have two hours of editing to do now. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, fun, fun. Damn. And I've got a lecture at 8.30 tomorrow morning. So I might have an Hey, so do I. Nice. Yeah, I got yeah. nothing to do, baby. I'm unemployed. Right, <laughs> Someone hire him, please. Uh, no, oh, no, don't, don't do tomorrow that. Morning, I'll probably just... Tomorrow morning, I'll just yeah. probably sit down in front of the lecture with a coffee or like a bowl of oats yeah. just eating. Probably got, I, I always, I've got a monitor and my laptop. So my laptop, I've got the Zoom call up with uni. Sometimes I have a notebook in front of me, but monitor, I've usually got either working on McGlynn's song or my own original music, or yeah. I've just got a movie or Spotify up. Yeah, yeah well, I got Nardwell, two songs oh, yeah. to get ready to send off to Max. So that's, we got a Thursday, isn't it, Max? We're working on them. Thursdays, Thursdays are days. And, Thursday uh, is our day oh, yeah. to get this shit Thursday, done. get keen. Thursday, oh, do you guys want to give a release date of the music? Or you're not oh, sure well, yet? we don't actually know one at the moment because we're, well, I, I, I'm looking for a label to push um, the release, but... If all else fails, then I will let you know, but hopefully it doesn't because I want to be rich and famous. No, I will I'm hoping it in the next put it up on the podcast yeah. and say Unreal. guys go check out Tom's new song. It's really good. Even if it's shit, I'll still say it's really good. I'm just kidding, all your songs are Perfect. good. <laughs> um, Thank you. But yeah, Nardwell, if you ever listen to this, bring me a red Stanford hat because I need a new one. Um nice. <laughs> This has been. Dude, I'd love yeah, to, 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 to any people listening to this in the future, if if we ever get famous, we're really sorry about this. This is fucked. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what we. Very. <laughs> yeah. I I I deeply apologise for taking part in this. <laughs> you you will if you get famous if we get famous off this you will get probably five percent of the profits and I get the rest. Sorry, Josh. <laughs> it was all my idea it was all maybe, my maybe idea. just this particular episode but yeah this particular episode Dude, my dreams. okay let's make <laughs> let's make a thing if i'd love this to get interviewed gets, by Nardwa. if this gets a thousand views i'll do this is the second one i'm doing if this gets a thousand views and this eventually goes off we we would do a i'm trying to think we'll do either a meet and greet <laughs> and Tom and Max oh, will shit. play their songs and Tom and Max will play their songs yeah Max we, and I will play acoustic songs yeah and <laughs> that's only yeah, if this okay. gets a thousand views and if the other oh, podcast fuck no, we're going higher views, than that we're going higher than oh, that shit we're going views, way higher 2,000 views 5,000 5,000 5,000 5,000 views if this gets 5,000 views 5,000 views and Tom and Max will do an acoustic, Actually, yeah. acoustic, at a, at a venue that we I will hire out. That we will pick. That we will pick at a time. But if the other podcast gets a thousand views, me and Josh will fly down to the Gold Coast this year, and we will do the schoolies interview. And oh, yeah, that would like be each, sick. Each that episode, we we'll come and we play there. Yeah, you'll. I yeah, play there. Okay, here it is. If this gets five, oh, that'd be the, cool. The first. If the first video gets a thousand views, me and Josh will go down to the Gold Coast and we'll interview Pete Tool. If this podcast gets five thousand views, 
Tom and Max will come down to the Gold Coast with us and do a, a show there when we figure out when they will do a show there and we'll do a meet and greet of the podcast. Shit, we're on the pump now. We got to get famous. Yeah, yeah, if we do. I'm hoping to have some do. music out in the next. My if if it's myself and Tom or it's just myself, I'd like to have some new music out in two months. I'm really okay. pushing a two month gap. Also, yeah, well, I'll just say timeline. Yeah, all right. If I want to um, say my name, where going, Max? Oh, if I just want to say anything, I hope by my birthday, which is August, I want to have something out. Yeah, nice. You will. You will. Also, plug yourself so the fans know where to find you, where to get this new music from, where to, yeah, um, where to see these two good-looking men. Yeah, sweet. All right, so my name is Tom McGlynn. I'm on Instagram and Facebook as Tom underscore McGlynn. Um, I don't know when I'm going to be releasing my music, but I got one song completely done. I got two more songs to go, and they're nearly done, and then I'll be hopefully talking to labels and trying to get signed so I can get that nice little blue tick next to my Instagram name. That'll be cool. But um, hopefully that, hopefully they, they'll be out by the end of the year with the label. That would be, that'd be really cool. That's good. And Maxi? Uh, I'm Max Ramirez. Um, I'm known as Mac, Max underscore guitar on Instagram. Max Ramirez on Facebook. Um, yeah, basically the same answer as Tom. Love to get that blue tick but the blue tick will probably be underneath my description, producer for McGlynn. I do other stuff, but I might not be well known for that stuff. I'm known for doing, I'm known for Tom McGlynn. Also, I've got another proposition. If we get, if we get 10,000 views in, on a combination of all the podcasts, we will do a live podcast at, Unibar. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. So we do, we get that'd everyone, we sell tickets, we do a live podcast, and then we'll get you guys, if you guys have new music at the time, you can play that. So that's a new goal. 1,000 for me to go, me and Josh to go down to the Gold Coast, 5,000 for the first one to happen, and Tom and Maxi playing at the Gold Coast, 10,000. No, no, let's make it 100,000. Fuck it. Let's reach oh. 100,000 we'll wow. rent we'll rent out Unibar and we will do a live podcast there we'll probably get very drunk so enjoy that also I reckon on Friday I'm going to do a drunk podcast so get keen for that I think yeah that will be good and so yeah with this 100,000 views I'm putting it there now Thunder so this That's has been call. my filter. This is me, Nick Halliday, signing off. Follow me on Instagram at nick.halliday01. That'd be very appreciative. And signing off. See ya. <laughs>